Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Well, hey, good morning. I am Chris Shandro, the pastor at Compass, and welcome. Now, today I want to begin by doing a little bit of participation, okay? I would like you to do something with me. I want us to get into a really nice, relaxed headspace together. So do me a favor and just take a deep, slow breath with me, okay? Okay, that's good. One more. Okay, in through the nose. Okay, I totally realized this is a really weird way to start things off. But this is a religious setting, okay? This whole religious conversation we're having, it's religious. And I know that modern religion isn't known for being restful and relaxing. So I wanted us to get into a good headspace before we moved on. Because I think that in the last several years of our religion, if you're a Christian, that our religion has looked more angry and loud than restful. I think it's looked more confrontational and proud than peaceful and humble and more centered on war with people we disagree with than peace. And this is just me, but I have met more people who are dealing with some sort of religious trauma or conflict in the last few years than ever before. There is a ton of tribalism, conflict, division, and yelling happening in large parts of the church that being a Christian, for me at least, has been kind of stressful. Which is odd because Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So we started a new message series last week where we are talking about the difference between religion that is just, meaning religion that's guided by truth, justice, and fairness, and the type of religion that is brittle, shallow, and easy to dismiss. And we're asking the question, is your religion just or is it just religion? Now, it makes sense to me that Christianity, the religion that's built around following Jesus, should look like he described, restful, easy to bear, light. So why isn't that true for so many people? Why does the religion of Christianity sometimes look and feel so different than Jesus? And what do we need to do to bring it back into sync? Well, let's return where we left off Uh, from last week in Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. It says, Then Jesus went over to their synagogue, where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? Now, they were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. Okay, let me make sense of this. Last week, we talked about how this whole conversation about the Sabbath laws began. And, And the Sabbath law was an an explicit command given in the Ten Commandments. And it said that nobody is to do any work at all on the Sabbath. Even the smallest things like preparing food or cleaning your house or building a fire, even untying your shoelaces. These things were forbidden by the traditional Jewish interpretation of the law. And according to Moses, his words, the penalty for violating the Sabbath was death. Sabbath was a central and important part of religious life 
probably because it was practiced every single week. And we also talked about how the disciples had been caught by the Pharisees breaking this law by picking, preparing, and eating wheat. And in defense of his followers, Jesus quoted Hosea 6.6, and he said this. He said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And by quoting this statement, Jesus, he showed us his interpretive framework for how he understood Scripture. Jesus interpreted the demands of Scripture and religion through the lens of mercy. That was his framework. Now, the Pharisees had a completely different framework. Like many people, they interpreted the scriptures through the lens of religious purity and through the lens of observance to the letter of the law. And when those two viewpoints came into direct conflict, the Pharisees saw an opportunity to press Jesus and maybe even get him to directly and publicly contradict Jewish law. They saw the man with a deformed hand in the synagogue and they asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? Okay, now here's the thing. For them, the answer was obviously no. In fact, the only medical care it was lawful to give on the Sabbath was care that would either stabilize or save a person's life. It meant this, if you broke your leg, I could prevent you from dying, but I couldn't set the bone or put a cast on it until the next day unless it put your life at risk. And even then, there were debates about whether that went too far. This was settled law for centuries. Healing was not permitted on the Sabbath. The story continues. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath, I mean, Jesus' response to the Pharisees is, yes, of course you can heal someone on the Sabbath. People are valuable to God, so it's okay to do good things for them, even if it means working on the Sabbath. Now, to us, that seems like a very logical argument, but it was an argument that didn't line up at all with a clear reading of Scripture or even with thousands of years of religious practice and interpretation. In fact, I'm pretty certain that the Pharisees felt good, really good about Jesus' reply because they had both scripture and tradition on their side. And Jesus just didn't. But then Jesus continued in verse 13. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. The law in scripture was clear. No working on the Sabbath. The interpretive tradition for thousands of years was clear. Healing is work. But Jesus still told the man with the deformed hand to hold it out, and he was healed. And just so you know, healing people on the Sabbath, that was a thing that Jesus did. He did it seven times in the Gospels. He reached out and touched Peter's mother-in-law to heal her in Matthew chapter 8. In John chapter 5, Jesus healed the lame man. Uh, just by telling him to get up. But then, interestingly, Jesus then told the man to pick up his mat and walk, 
which was basically Jesus telling the man to violate the Sabbath law by carrying a mat, by carrying something on the Sabbath. Then in Luke chapter 14, a different group of Pharisees tried to trap Jesus in a very similar way to this by asking him if it was lawful to heal a man with edema uh, who had painful swelling in his limbs on the Sabbath. Check this out in Luke 14, 4 through 5. Then Jesus took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, the Pharisees, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out? And there's one more example uh, that's so important. I want to share this in its entirety. And this is Luke chapter 13, verse 10 through 16. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. And the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? It's a similar story, and yet this time, it was all Jesus. It wasn't a setup or a trap this time. He initiated this entire Sabbath healing. He saw a woman who'd been crippled and deformed for 18 years. He called her forward. He placed his hands on her to heal her. But it's in the response of the synagogue leader that I think we can best see what's really behind the reactions of those people who were outraged by what Jesus was doing. Because it's not that they were all evil. They weren't. I mean, these people genuinely loved God's law and they wanted to obey it. They just loved the religious law more than they loved people. See, rather than caring about the deformities in other people, unjust religion instead deforms those who practice it. And that deformity can become so great that good religious people can say things like, don't come on the Sabbath to get healed, come and get healed any other day of, of the week. That they can say that without any awareness at all of how cruel it really is. People who've been deformed by unjust religion, they put the love of that religion before the love of others. And when that happens, they will go to any lengths to protect their religion. They'll exclude people. They'll embrace anger. They'll leverage the power structures of the world and even go to war. Is it any surprise that a majority of the opposition Jesus got was from the religious power structures of his world? But just religion is different. And here's the main thing today. Just religion puts the good of people before religious practice. It's as simple as love your neighbor as yourself and do unto others as you would have them do to you. Just religion, which 
is the religion practiced by true followers of Jesus for centuries is the kind that cares for the sick, meets the needs of the poor and marginalized, and looks out for orphans and widows. It's a slow, deep breath rather than a shout of anger. It's religion that holds open hands instead of tight fists. It's religion that embraces instead of excludes. So how do we know the right thing to do? I mean, isn't it possible that attempting to love someone could cross the line into disobeying God? And what about when truly obeying God feels like it's coming into conflict with what appears to be loving toward another person? Well, religion, including Christianity, has always had two foundational tools to determine the right thing to do. The first is Scripture. Scripture for us is the Bible. It's the starting point to understand and shape out our system of beliefs. It holds the foundational teachings that guide our religion by revealing God and his plan to us. So first is scripture. The second thing is tradition. There are plenty of things that are unclear, uh, undercommunicated, or even unstated at all in the Bible. And Christian tradition is the way in which Christians have made sense of those things and then built practices around them. I mean, most of the Sabbath guidelines the Jewish people had were established tradition rather than a clear biblical direction. Gathering on Sunday for us is tradition. It's not a mandate. Scripture doesn't tell us to do it. But because it has worked for centuries, the weight of that tradition informs our future decisions, even though we may not be bound to it by Scripture. And here's the thing. When it came to Sabbath, the Pharisees and religious leaders who opposed Jesus, they had both scripture and tradition fully on their side. But Jesus introduced another tool to determine what is right. And it's one we've seen him use multiple times today. And it's this, reason, moral logic. If your animal needs care on the Sabbath, you care for it. And people are more important to God than animals, therefore it would be morally illogical not to care for them. This is not a scriptural argument. There's no weight of religious tradition behind it, but it was just right. See, you don't need the Bible or religion to tell you that healing a sick person is a good thing in order to know that it's right. There are just some things we know to be morally right. Reason, logic, and our consciences tell us. And so does Jesus. He said in Mark 2, 27, he said the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Here's what I know. Jesus said his church should be a place of rest where the burden of following him is easy and light. But I also know that for many, the church has been a place of stress, trauma, confusion, and shame. And whatever it is for you, Jesus loves you dearly. You are incredibly important to him. You matter to him. And not because of what you can do for him or how well you can follow the rules of Christianity, but because you are a human being created in the perfect image of God with incalculable worth and dignity. And you may not be a follower of Jesus, but perhaps you've been hurt by life. You've been crippled by your own choices or maybe by the choices of others. Maybe you've just been deformed by never really knowing unconditional love. 
Maybe you're a follower of Jesus, but you've been deeply damaged by religion. Perhaps your deformity was caused by conforming yourself to religious demands and systems that fit within church tradition, but that you just can't justify morally. Maybe you've hurt other people in support of religion, and the weight of having done that has just become too heavy. Or maybe you've been deformed by the harsh religious demands and practices of other people that you trusted and listened to. You embraced a way of being in the world that feels more like pride, anger, superiority, and shame than it feels like humility, love, and rest. And that religion has deformed you. Wherever your spiritual deformity came from, Jesus is standing before you today. And just like he did with a crippled man in the synagogue on a Sabbath day 2,000 years ago, he's inviting you to stretch out your hand toward him today, to feel your spiritual muscles and bones and joints release as they slip into wholeness. You can know that God loves you because scripture says it, because church tradition says it, and also just because you know it to be right and true. And as we go out into the world this week, may our religion be just, putting the good of people before religious practice. May the practice of our faith heal deformity rather than bringing deformity into the lives of others. And may the voice of the Holy Spirit speak to us through scripture, through tradition, and through reason as we live like Jesus lived, think like he thought, and do what he taught. Remember, the Sabbath is for man, not man for the Sabbath. The law is for man, not man for the law. Jesus loves you, he cares about you, and he has a plan for you. And it's a plan to bring you rest. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.